All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben, and there are going to be a few changes to this show, Ben. Oh, God. All right. After we finish recording, I'm just going to close the computer. I'm not going to convert it right away. And I'm going to upload these shows whenever I feel like it. I'm not going to upload them in a timely fashion, okay? It doesn't matter if fans are complaining that they want to show where is it. No, these new shows, I'm going to upload them whenever. Now, I understand these rules might be a little extreme, but... Uh, <laughs> now, that was well done. That was well fucking done. Well played, sir. I really appreciate that. That that, that, that little intro was more creative than WWE's entire thought process. Uh, so, okay, so Ben, how was your week? Well, it's, it's better now after that. I'm, that was just, <laughs> Well done, sir. I was saying, I thought that up like uh, just like uh, like that. I didn't even like, I didn't plan anything. I just uh, said, I'm gonna come on here. I'm gonna do this intro just like that. Oh well, well, very nice, very well played. Uh, my my week has been uh, kind of crazy, so it's just kind of nice to um, come on here and uh, have a sense of. Um, normalcy and do a show so kind of crazy yeah how do you mean kind of crazy um well we we had a death in my in my family oh, that oh, uh, okay. i mean we had expected it but it was just kind of it's still kind of sad though um so, so uh you know just waiting for the arrangements to be made and blah 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 so I have a what? question. Your, your your camera looks really weird. It looks like it looks like it looks like you're like in the 1970s. Like it, it's got like that fil- 70s filter to it. What's going on? Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> let, let, let's let's see. It's like uh, so, it's so dark back there. Oh, that I can fix. Hang on one se- one second. Uh, here, cover cover me for uh, like thirty seconds, and I'll be right back. All right. So, fans, uh, we got a show. Um, uh, we weren't gonna come on here and do a show. However, we decided uh, it's Thursday night. Nothing to do. I don't want to watch Impact. So. I mean, I have it recorded. I'm going to watch it later on, and then I'll be back with that over the weekend. So what we have for you today is Raw, AEW, Grand Slam, Extreme Rules, and we are going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring, the first episode back after their hiatus. And this episode featured the plane ride from hell, which I have always wanted to know about. So we we are going to go through that. And then I have some trivia for my co-host. We have Eddie Guerrero trivia, which I found on Instagram earlier this week. And my co-host is back. And Ben, I was just on the fan, so what we're going to be doing tonight on the show. Yeah, I, I caught the tail end of that. I uh, 
I'm very excited for the Eddie Guerrero tribute, or uh, trivia, I should say, um, because I think I should do quite well with that. So. Now, uh, before we before uh, we start recording, Ben, now you know I have a habit of uh, scaring you, which one day I'm afraid I'm going to give you a heart attack live on the air. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and the the profile picture that I had up, you said it was someone's been watching too much Jurassic Park. Actually, that movie is called The Lost of Pastor. Oh okay. well, well no, it's it's funny because I was I thought I thought you had come up with um Velasa Pastor uh because you named yourself that on this on the screen here, but I thought you had come up with that because you you impersonate a pastor sometimes on our show. <laughs> oh, but whilst the pastor is a is an actual movie from 2018, there is a poster right there. Oh God! Now let me read this to you, okay? And to our and to the fans. By the way, we have an announcement to make. Uh, at the end of the show before we close out. Yes. So here's what we have. So the synopsis says, after losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. (laughs) (laughs) We got dinosaurs, hookers, and ninjas. (laughs) (laughs) okay i thought that that that, seriously that's the first time i'm reading that synopsis okay what 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 is going on right now okay uh, out of 10 how many stars do you think this movie got three five out of ten well that's much higher than i was expecting (laughs) God. Okay, I was watching, actually, I was watching a couple of movies. Now, Possession, I believe we've talked about this before, a 1981 horror movie. Yes, I believe so. Okay, I finally, like, I had to sit myself down and, like, make myself watch it because I, otherwise, like, I, it keeps, like, it keeps, like, you know how you have that one movie that always it feels like it's calling you and like you know, to watch it and you're always like no I can't I can't I can't yeah yeah so I felt like the kid kept calling me it kept calling me I'm like you know what fuck I'm gonna sit on and watch this it was just terrible uh, but what I did was I watched um a watch along of it where this person on YouTube was actually com- doing commentary while watching the movie, so it kind of helped them make it a little better. Yeah. For, to yeah. like, and it helped me get through it better, like a little better than I would have on my own. Right. Also, another one I watched. Actually, I watched a couple. Um, one just recently, I watched one called All the Marbles. Have you heard of this one? No, sir. Oh, okay. This is a 1981. Let me pull up the synopsis for this. Ben, you're going to like this one. And I, I believe it's on YouTube. You can check, but um, let me pull the, this up. It's, it's called All the Marbles. It is from 1981, and it stars Peter Falk. Now, this is the synopsis here. 
Harry, Harry Sears manages the California Dolls, a female wrestling tag team who tour America hoping for a chance at winning big time. Harry is also romantically involved with one of them. Their fortunes seem secondary to him, particularly when Harry accepts an engagement involving and but then a chance at the big time, big ring match beckons in Reno, Nevada. So this one is called All the Marbles. It's like a wrestling movie. You 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 cut out toward the end there. Um after after you said the word involving. What was after that? Oh, I said oh, okay, except engagement involving mud wrestling, which is kind of that was a stupid scene. I saw it. that scene was pointless. Oh, so, but and says, but then at the chance at the big ring match beckons in Reno, Nevada. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, just because of the wrestling connection, I'd probably check it out. Well, actually, it's uh, it wasn't a bad movie. You know, like you know how these movies you expect them to be kind of terrible with the acting and stuff. Y- yeah. But this one uh, actually wasn't that bad. Oh, and then nice. this next one, I sat down. I finally got to sit down and watch it last Sunday night. This was uh, a 1985 movie. I don't know if you've heard of this. Grunt, the wrestling movie. No. <laughs> I had heard of this. I had never seen it. It came out in 1985. And in 85, this has a couple of wrestlers in it. Now, this is basically the synopsis says a documentary crew sets out to unravel one of professional wrestling's most closely guarded secrets. Is former champion Mad Dog Joe the Curso now wrestling as the mask? So basically, like this uh, wrestler that he was uh, popular at one point. And then just mysteriously disappeared from the wrestling scene, and all of a sudden he, right. this new uh, wrestler called the Mask, shows up, and everyone's saying that it's this guy under the mask. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, actually, at first I was gonna go into this like, oh, it's gonna be a terrible movie because the way we shot it is documentary style. Yeah, but. <laughs> It was it was actually bad. Adrian Street, exotic Adrian Street, does uh, sings a lot of the songs in the movie. Oh, that's hilarious! And um, the title of the main theme, which is called "Wrestling Tonight," is done by 1970s group Shanana. I'm sure you feel uh, that. Uh, unfortunately, no. Which is actually oh. surprising. Oh, which is oh. actually surprising because I'm I'm known for being very very good with knowing all sorts of different music. Oh, Shauna, they are from the seventies. I grew up watching their show, like in the late seventies, seventy seven, seventy eight, into the early eighties. Uh, they were a fun group. But that's uh, that's another movie. Grunt, the wrestling movie, is what it's called. I'll have to I'll have to see if I can find any clips of it or anything. Uh there, there are a few clips on YouTube. So okay, cool. those, those are basically the like, the movies I recently watched. Um, yes, and um and I'm actually kinda glad that we were able to get back into that because uh of late we haven't been able to 
um, do a lot of uh, the movie reviews. Yeah. And I was I was actually um, looking back at some of our uh, previous episodes, which is why I got such a big kick out of the fact that you messaged me about uh, some podcast stuff earlier today. Um, not related to this show, but but still related to our show. Um, but um, we've had th- three of our last four shows have been under an hour, which previous to that had, had been an extreme rarity. Um, so so I don't I don't know exactly why they were shorter, but. Um, but I do, I do know that uh, it'll be good to um, have more of a full-length show, and um, hopefully we can uh, capitalize off some of the momentum that you were mentioning earlier, um, which which surprised me because if you actually look at the uh, the analytics since the um, since the summer got started, uh, they're they're not as good as you might think so you know, hopefully uh this can launch us into a, a better direction although i am not complaining you know all shows go through this kind of period so i'm just i'm just excited that we're back on on regularly scheduled weekly television or weekly audio after uh, my vacation and your wedding and all sorts of different delays. Yeah, yeah, my, my wedding. Unfortunately, it wasn't my wedding. No, fortunately, it wasn't. Because if it was, I'd be living a different life uh, full of pave, with a road paved of lies. I'd be lying to my family and friends every day. So, no, fortunately, it wasn't my wedding. <laughs> no, no, you um, you've had some bad luck with the online stuff, and so have I. So, oh no, this was a real person like that I went to school with, but that's not you know they're anywhere else. I told them I said bye. Oh yeah, you, you oh is that the one you told me about, or is that yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's the one. Yep, yeah, that's when I told okay. them. Yeah, okay. So um. Oh, and I'm going to bring up another movie that uh, actually, you know what? Let me bring it up now. Prime. Okay. Do you have Prime Video? Amazon Prime? Yes. Look up a movie called 350 Days. It is a wrestling documentary directed by Evan Ginsberg, the associate producer on The Wrestler. Okay. I'll look it up. All right, so now uh, we have all that fun out of the way. We are going to get into this week in wrestling. Yes, we, are going, we are going to, uh, well, actually, uh, we're going to start with the return of Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring is back. Yes, the second half of uh, season three uh, uh, recently debuted. Actually, first, uh, first of all, I did. I do. I watched the Dynamite Kid one, which I I had missed that one. I thought that they had uh, ended after the Grizzly Smith episode, but I didn't know that Dynamite Kid was the uh, actual last one. That was kind of sad. He had a sad ending. Yes, that was that, that was extremely uh, anticlimactic. But um, this one, 
that they came back with. I have always wanted to know the story behind this. Well, then, then um, you know, you and uh, you and Jr. are definitely on opposite sides of the page on that one. Um, <laughs> no, like it, I, because I'd always heard of it, I just never knew exactly what happened. Well, I, I and I was in the same boat as you, so um, so pretty much um, they. If you guys haven't heard this story, um, this plane ride from hell took place in May 2002 um, on the way back from a European tour. Um, they were coming back to the States and- um, Sorry, sorry, sorry. Insurrection 2002, did you ever see that pay-per-view? Yes. Oh, okay, how was it? I've never seen it, how was it? Uh, you know, I, it, it's, it, it's different. Um, but I, I still enjoyed it uh, tremendously. The, the energy was just a lot different considering it was a, a UK crowd versus a um, US crowd. But I always liked the, um, the, you know, the European shows. Because yeah. when, when they do Raws and stuff, it's always interesting in front of those crowds. It kind of those those shows kind of remind me of like um the post WrestleMania Raws because the um the crowd is always so invested in what's going on. So, okay. So I I enjoyed it. All um, right. So yeah, go on. So yeah, this uh, this took place on the way back to the states from the interaction pay per view, and um, and the company had um, had a private um, plane that was entirely first class um, set up for the for the talent, and suffice to say. Um, they were in the mood to party on the way back to the States. Um, because, that, 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 uh, that was anything but a party. Well, no, that, that was, that was an absolute embarrassment. And, um, you know, had I, had I been older when this actually took place, I, I think I would have, um, I think I would have heard more about it, but I, I mean, I was I was pretty young back in uh, 2002. I was only uh, 14 at the time, so that explains why I hadn't heard this. Um, but pretty much um, all sorts of debauchery was uh, taking place, including including um, incidences with uh, with Michael P.S. Hayes getting his. Tony uh, getting his ponytail cut off by Kurt Hennig. And then, uh, um, then, um, um, then he uh, apparently uh, punched uh, JBL in the face and JBL like got up and slapped him. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Why uh, would you do that? Why would you punch JBL in the face? For what reason was that? I don't get it. I, I don't know. And then... Uh, and Dust Dustin Rhodes um, got up and was drunkenly singing a, singing a song on yeah um, an Elvis song yeah on the uh, PA system. <laughs> um, apparently there was some H bombing going on. 
which for those of you that don't know, uh, age bombing is a form of like, um, almost like a date rate drug, um, because the point is to knock out your, uh, your intended victim and then they won't be aware of what's going on. So, um, age bombing is, is, um, it's from a drug called Halcyon, and yeah, that's what it's intended to do. So, so, um, so there was that, and then of course we had uh, an episode involving a nude Ric Flair, um, allegedly, uh, allegedly forcing a flight attendant to touch him. I bet I want to talk about that for a minute. What do you what do you think about this? Uh, Fan Flair saying that none of it happened. It's not true. Well, I'm inclined to believe that it did happen. Um, and and, I, and I'm not saying that for, um, you know to uh, to hop on the bandwagon. I'm I'm saying that based off of the. Based off of the emotion that was exhibited by the flight attendant that was being interviewed, uh, and when she said that this happened, um, so I'm inclined to believe her. And also, also I base that off of um, off of things that we've heard about Flair for years and. Him being a womanizer and this, that, and the other thing, and swinging his dick around everywhere. Uh, you know, I mean, he himself has admitted to sleeping to ten with ten thousand women. So this is not yeah, okay. Um, this is not this is not a stretch of the imagination. Um, but um, but see, the one thing that um that bothers me, and, I, and, I, and please don't misunderstand, I am not saying that people that do this should be given a free, pa- a free pass, because if this actually took place, it's absolutely disgusting, and I, and I don't condone it whatsoever. Um, but it's interesting that this took place 20 years ago, and now that it's being brought back up, now, now Flair's being blacklisted by the WWE. You know he's because they they've removed him from several things, uh, including uh, including a few um, you know Peacock specials, for, you know former former network specials uh that um, depicted him na- naked on uh, airplanes so um so there's that and he's been i think he's been removed from the uh opening package for wwe television yeah they didn't place him with ultimate warrior yeah that was maybe that's not the best idea because <laughs> uh ultimate warrior has his own uh has his own, uh, you know, controversies. Yeah, but, but I mean, uh, he, yeah, but yeah, but he, he, things that were uh, uh, were fixed between him and Vince after that Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, so that's why. Um, but it, but you know, it's just 
we've all heard it about Flair, and I'm just at at, at this point, it's just you know. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, in some ways, but then again, maybe maybe not. You know, I think it's just time for Flair to to just. You know, go do something else at this point. I, I, I think he, like, uh, everyone should give up on him, like, years ago after he, because this guy's been given so many free passes throughout his career just because uh, he's Ric Flair. Well, you know, and, and look, I'm, I'm not prepared to, to vilify or anything like that. I'm just saying that. Um, I'm I'm just saying that sometimes perception is reality, and um, it doesn't really matter if if it was 20 years ago or not. Um, although I find the timing of it funny, and I I just I I love how the internet wrestling community just jumps on everything. And just vilifies you automatically, but for this particular story, it's not really a stretch based off of things we've heard from Flair in the past. And so, they're, they're they're also going after Tommy Dreamer, which I'm not. I've never been a fan of Tommy Dreamer anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Well, but but see, that is a little bit different for me because. Because I went back and I listened to his comments, and they didn't seem that bad to me, to tell you the truth. No, number one. Number two, he wasn't the person accused of the act. And, and I, I think it's ridiculous for, uh, for him to be suspended based off of something that he, that he didn't, that he wasn't even involved in. So that I think you can you can um, chalk that up to PC culture and and everybody being on the being on the righteousness bandwagon. So that part I completely disagree with, but the rest of it I can't really knock. Um, but so we got into uh, like I said, many different stories on on this. On this plane, uh, uh, yeah, uh, there's another one. I know I, you're probably gonna go there next. Yeah, and and what and there's a, there's another one involving a penis. Good lord, uh, I think we've had it. Did I miss something? I, I thought. Yeah, because okay. um, apparently, apparently Brock Lesnar allegedly exposed. Oh, no, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. No, to, but um, I thought you were talking. I thought you were gonna go the other thing. But go on. Um, and, and it's it's just like, oh my god, can 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 anyone shut up and just go to sleep? This this flight is just becoming a debacle. Um, but but to to me, what's what's even more indicative of this becoming a debacle is the is the way that it was. It was kind of covered up by Vince, you know, because Kurt, Kurt Hennig, Kurt Hennig actually um, ended up getting fired from the WWE f- uh, for this, uh, for his role. And unfortunately, 
he never came back because he died um, a year later. Um, and, uh, you know, so there was, there was all this fallout and, you know, yes, it's, it's not the greatest thing, but I, I just think that it was interesting the way, um, the people reacted about, about this. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but, um, but I'm just, I'm kind of surprised that of all of the, uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode that this one was talked about the most. Now, why, why, would, why would two guys do what Kurt Hennig and Brock Lesnar did on that plane? Because they're drunk and stupid. That was, that, that's dangerous, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, oh my I, God, my God, babe, I believe I think it was like Kurt or that um, that rushed at uh, Brock and like uh, tackled him and they against the exit door or something. Uh, yeah, that's oh, what uh, the hell? <laughs> yeah, and actually, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Kurt Hennig actually, uh, I keep saying Kurt Hennig, Hennig I don't know why, uh, but um. He, name. <laughs> he actually, uh, yeah, I know, but most of the time I don't have to say their names a thousand times. Um, but actually, after he left and went to TNA, he actually referenced uh, this incident. Yeah, that that that, that 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 clips on YouTube. He's the one. He said he's the one that took Brock Lesnar down at thirty-five thousand feet. Yeah, so <laughs> oh. I thought that was funny. And then Kurt Angle and Vince got into a wrestling match. Oh, they, they didn't talk about that then on there. You know, it's, it's yes, they did. Oh, the, oh or Br- I, briefly, I, I, but yes, they did. Okay, I might have missed it. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm just yes, it's a wild and crazy story, but I'm I'm surprised that it got as much attention as it did. Yes. Right, like of all, of all the Dark Side of the Ring episodes that they've aired, and are, are they even a season four? Um, I I had heard rumors about that, but I I haven't. I I, I hope so because I really enjoy the show. These uh, documentaries, they're they're, yeah. kind of, they're interesting. Yeah, I mean, this was an interesting story, but in but it wasn't nearly as dark as some of the other ones. So I'm just, like I said, I'm surprised that this episode out of all of them got this kind of reaction. And to tell you the truth, I mean, I felt bad for Tommy Dreamer. I, re- I really do. Um, you know, but in terms of the in terms of the backlash regarding Ric Flair. I mean, I don't think anybody could say that they're surprised, you know. But but overall, it was it was a good episode, and I I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to uh the next one. Um, I'm not sure what that is. Let me see if I can. Uh, oh yeah, oh, what is it? Because I they had they always show a list of the episodes for season three, but but I don't think they're really in order. Or are they as so? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Let me see if I can uh, look it up. 
And this is where you can insert the Jeopardy theme as I'm finishing up typing. I can actually play that theme then. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, let's see. So while, uh, while my course is doing that, I'm going to pull up the raw results uh, because that is the next um, item on tonight's show. We're going to look at Money at Raw from the PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's, it's, it's so good to be able to say something other than the Capitol Wrestling Center or the, or the Thunderdome. Uh, yeah, and uh, okay, okay. So I'm I'm uh, finding it right now. Apparently, okay. So it, it was confirmed that the Dynamite Kid was the last episode prior to uh, the plane ride from hell. So you, you were right about that one. Mm-hmm. And then apparent apparently the next episode is the Double Life of Chris Canyon. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Uh, I really want to watch that one. I think that's tonight. That's tonight because it's on Thursday nights. Uh, yeah, so actually, um, I'll be, uh, I think I'll be checking that out um, after we get off the air here. So gives me something to do on a Thursday night. And then <laughs> actually, Actually, what what I'm going what I'm going to watch after I get off the air with you is um is the return of uh, Law and Order uh, organized crime. Oh, okay. Because that's uh, that is um, the continuation of the return of Elliot Stateward to, to SVU. So I'm excited about that. But um. But yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed Dark Side of the Ring for sure. I did too. It's uh, I I I I was worried that that we weren't getting it season three after everything that happened last year. Yeah, but um, you know, but luckily we don't have to worry about that. Yep. And um, I'm excited. Yeah. And then and then the episode after the after the Chris Canyon episode is FMA from uh, or, F- or FMW uh, from Japan. So that's going to be very interesting. Because that's like deathmatch wrestling. Because, because you, you, you don't watch Japan wrestling. So yeah, that's going to be interesting for you. Like you finally get to see Japan wrestling. Yeah, but I, I think like this is like Japanese deathmatch wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I I've seen Japanese New Japan, but uh, I don't think I've seen Japanese death matches. And then the other the other one that I'm that I'm excited about because I I have only I've only heard limited amounts about this, but extreme and obscene Rob Black's XPW. Oh, okay. So I had so I've only heard so much about that. So. I, so, so is that is that it for Dark Side of the Ring? Absolutely. Right. So now we're gonna get into Monday Night Raw. Now I like because I record on Monday nights, so I don't think I get to see the whole show and after being on here for an hour. Last thing I want to do is watch wrestling after I've been talking about it for an hour. 
Well, I, I, I would hope that you're referring to your other podcast yeah. and not this no, one. Well, we don't record on Monday nights. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking the other show. Like I record on Monday night, so after spending an hour on here talking wrestling, the last thing I want to do is like sit down and watch it. So I kind of watch it the day after, or I try to. But if I don't, I catch like clips on Instagram. No, I mean I get it because um, because like last night um, I was I was supposed to watch you know the first night of AEW Grand Slam and I, ju- I was just too tired and I went to sleep so I I finished watching it right before I came on the air here so I get it so so I I do know that uh, we have new women's tag team champions oh, what a joy actually actually that that leads perfectly well into into the low point of in of the evening, but let me um, let me take you through uh, some of the major plot points of uh, Monday Night Raw. First of all, before you start, what kind of name is this for attacking Super brutality. <laughs> what? What are you? What, super brutality. What are you? What are you talking that, about? That's a real Ripley and Nikki Ashes team name. Super brutality. Oh fuck. Yeah. It just it sounds like it sounds like a bad Mortal Kombat ripoff. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Mortal Kombat, if you haven't seen the new the new movie yet, I uh, I highly recommend you take a look at that because that's that's awesome. Ugh. Okay, so let's, let's go go ahead with the plot points. Okay, so first up, we get. Um, we get Biggie's title celebration. Um, I'm sorry, before you go on, why yeah. is Keith Lee in a dark match again? Because, because the first match I have this year is Keith Lee defeats James Alexander dark match. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. That that's uh, that's a mystery to me. Perhaps perhaps they're trying to uh, get him back in ring shape from being sick. That's the only that's the only thing I can come up with. Okay, go on. So Biggie celebration. Where are we at? Right. So um, obviously the week before this, um, he won the WWE Championship. Um, so he's out to celebrate with his New Day brethren. Uh, my favorite part of this was him uh, giving credit to uh, Brody Lee, uh, a.k.a. Luke Harper. Um, so I thought that that was very nice. Um, but it led into the first match of the evening with really uh, irritated um the living bejesus out of me to tell you the truth. Uh oh. Um, because because instead of it instead of it being um, the new day versus um, the Usos, the the new day versus the Usos as the main event, as as it was previously um, advertised. They ended up. They ended up doing the New Day versus the 
versus um, the bloodline to start the show. And then at the end of the show, it was Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, and Big E in a triple threat match. Which, which, okay, at face value, that seems like a good match, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it is. The match was fine. But my complaint from that comes from you had already advertised uh, New Day versus the Bloodline as your main event. So, number one, that's false advertising. Number two, it's desperate advertising to have that triple threat match um, because that should have been your uh, Extreme Rules uh, main main event. First First of all, let's just back this up completely because originally... The, the main event of, of Extreme Rules was was supposed to be the New Day versus the Bloodline. And that was supposed to be Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Bobby Lashley winning the title before Big E uh, won it from him. Actually, actually, I think you're right. But but my my point my point being that every piece of this. It's just all topsy-turvy. And instead of saving the New Day versus the Bloodline for the pay-per-view, you, you advertise it as a main event, and then you don't deliver it as a main event, only to have it replaced as another main event, which to me indicates desperation on WWE's part because they're out of creative ideas. So I don't, I personally don't know what they're doing, uh, which, which irritates the living piss out of me. So, and, and furthermore, if you're going to have, if you're going to have a triple threat main event, what was the point of having the New Day versus the Bloodline open the show in the first place? Why wouldn't you just save that for the pay-per-view? So the, the whole thing is rendered pointless, as is, as is your, your first half of Monday Night Raw. Um, Especially when you have uh, Piper Niven defeating Eva Marie for the 100th time. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Uh, uh, that, that is that automatically is the lowest of the low points uh, on the show. But um, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't congratulate uh, Piper Niven, aka Dewdrop, on her recent nuptials to Excalibur. So congratulations! Wow. Okay. Cool. Congratulations. Uh, yes, and then... X, what, Excalibur 8. AEW yes. Excalibur? Yes. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it's, I hate to keep harping on this because I, I, I've said it twice now, but I really, 
I really just don't understand the booking of this whole thing because which one of, of the of the first and last match oh, okay. of, of the of the night I really I really don't understand it because all three of these guys cannot afford to take a loss. And 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 yet, and yet, okay. If you're gonna have one take a loss, and obviously they did the right thing with it being Lashley, but then that weekends him going into extreme rules. I just, I really don't understand why WWE does the things that it, that that they do, and then and then they get upset when when the fans are critical, and then you have. Bruce Pritchard coming out and, you know, and um, putting down the fans again. I don't know if you saw that story. Sorry, go on. What was that? I was just uh, looking. I was just reading some uh, of my notes. Earlier this week, Bruce Pritchard came out and criticized the fans for being overly critical of Monday Night Raw. Bruce Pritchard is another one that needs to go away urgently like now and, and then okay but then after Eva Marie versus Dewdrop we do get a high point on the show AJ Styles versus uh versus uh Randy Orton Ra- Randy Orton yes that was very good um I, I would, don't well, I have a question yes Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax is what's going on there? Is 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 are they both still heels or is one a face now? I don't know. I think I think they're both still heels. Okay, because it was interesting that they were getting trying Shayna Baszler defeating Nia Jax. Well, well, I honest, honestly, I really couldn't care less. About this match, but I am thrilled that Sheena Baszler is just separated from Nia Jax now. Yeah. So that part makes me happy, and um, and the the post match attack was actually pretty good. So I I I wasn't really um, I wasn't really down on on that as much as I love to hate on Nia Jax for so many legitimate reasons. The, uh, I I really enjoyed seeing her get her ass kicked by Shayna Baszler. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. This next one surprised me because I remember Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo feuding with another tag team beating Mansoor and uh, Mustafa Ali. Which, okay... I, I I like the idea of of them being a tag team since they're so underutilized. Mm-hmm. But this is just another example of lackluster storytelling by WWE because it has been so long since either Angel Garza or Humper Docrio were on TV. So they're like, oh, we'll just put him as a tag team and blah blah blah. They're two good, two good-looking guys. They'll get over, um, you know. And I honestly, I think they are a compelling tag team. But it's just 
you know, once again, WWE treats us like imbeciles because they expect us to forget that Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo were feuding the last time we saw them on screen together. You know, it's just, and, and, and the lesser part of this is you could not pay me to give a single shit about Mansur and Mustafa Ali because the only reason that Monster is on TV right now and the only reason he has been is because they're trying to build up his relevancy again since they're scheduled to go back over to, uh, to Saudi Arabia next yes. month. In so, October. so automatically, that makes me say, fuck you, WWE. And I'm not going to say fuck you, Monster, because I don't have an issue with the guy, but I know why he's on TV. And that makes me say, fuck you, WWE. Um, did I make my point clear enough? Yep. Um, <laughs> and of uh, course, next, next week we had our uh, tag team title match. Which, okay, all right. So I'm so glad you, you, you said something because let me point out the stupidity of this situation because I looked it up. I was, do, I was doing research in preparation for this show because I was so pissed off. Uh, <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need to take a few breaths? No, I'm not okay. I'm not okay because this irritates the sh- Please. <laughs> you sound like you're in labor. Stop it. It's terrible. <laughs> um, but no, because... Okay, so they take the titles off of Tamina and Natalia, which by itself I don't have a problem with. So now, now Rhea Ripley and Nikki Amos' superhero are the tag team title holders. Uh, you want me to drop the bomb as to why this is so stupid? Please. Can, can you... T- can you guess how many tag teams are in the women's tag team title division oh. or the the women's tag team division? My apologies. Oh, um, okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so we have Tamina and Natalia. We have uh, Rhea Ripley and and uh, Nikki Ash. I only count two so far. Okay. <clears throat> are you are you ready for the bomb drop, my friend? Okay, go on. There are a grand total of three tag teams in the women's tag team division. Maybe who's the third one? It can't Please. be it can't be Nia Jackson. She's not a team anymore. No, it's it's Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. Oh jeez, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I even forgot about them. Damn. And- and what, and what makes this even worse, right? So we had a women's tag team title match that did not include Tegan Knox and Shotty Blackheart, even though they have defeated uh, Tamina and Natalia three times. At least two of which 
were in matches that were decreed to be championship contender matches. But WWE doesn't doesn't remember that because they want to treat all their fans like imbeciles and like we have the brain of, the size of, of a paramecium. Which in case you don't know what a paramecium is, it is a one-celled organism. An amoeba? <laughs> no, it's a paramecium, you mother. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Let's go to class with Professor Pierce. Okay. This is so freaking freaking stupid. You know, I just uh I I can't I can't contain the stupidity. You know, I are are you actually looking up paramecium? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm looking at uh, the, uh, that money uh, card. I'm letting, okay. you, I'm letting you finish your rant. No, I, no, I saw you look down at your iPad. I got concerned for a minute. Okay, very good. Okay, so next up after that, um, we have... Seamus versus, uh, I'm sorry, before that, we have another segment between Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was about to say, wasn't there a segment with Charlotte Flair and Alexa? Yeah, and um, I had to tell you, this is one of my low points. I am getting so tired of this. It's the same shit. And now, on top of Lily, we now have to deal with Charlie. I just... How is this show meant for adult consumption at this point? It's ridiculous. So then, you know how they're continuing the feud going into Extreme Rules? Charlotte tears the head off of the Charlie doll. I saw this. <laughs> and, and after that, proceeds to threaten to do the same thing with Lily before Alexa Bliss stopped her. And that's the basis for the next match of the feud. Oh my God. As if that couldn't possibly be bad enough, we have another Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy match. And after hearing all about Jeff Hardy the Junkie in 2020, I don't need to see Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy in 2021. Enough. So then they have Jeff Hardy defeat Sheamus so that he gets inserted into a triple threat match featuring himself, Sheamus, and Damian Priest at Extreme Rules. And uh, please stick with us because we're by the end of the show, we'll, we'll give you our entire predictions for the card revolving around Extreme Rules. Oh, oh, and speaking of prediction cards, 
I, w I want to brought to your attention, Elio, if you could pay attention for yeah, just go on. a brief second. Uh, we had a flawless victory on our all-out predictions. We got every single prediction correct for the, for the first time ever in the history of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Can you please insert some applause when you go back and edit this show after this, after this sentence, please? Congratulations now, to us because we are the shit. Now, um, no, sorry, I was just looking up Karrion Cross. Uh, I don't know if you read this news. Yeah, uh, Karrion Cross and, and Scarlett, even though Scarlett is nowhere to be found on WWE television, they are still together. Have no fear because, because they got engaged today. So now, hopefully, well, first of all, congratulations to the couple. That's absolutely awesome. And I, I am, I get so legitimately happy when when people uh, find their own happiness. So that's, first and foremost, that's the most important thing. Um, but, but secondly, and because this is an analytical wrestling podcast, um, does that mean that WWE will acknowledge uh, Scarlett on TV again? Please? Hopefully. Because, I mean, come on. One can dream. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But uh, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Um, isn't isn't the drafts coming up for this week? Yes, it actually um, it actually kicks off uh, on um, Friday uh, this Friday. Yeah, in uh, in Baltimore, I believe. I, I think I think uh, either that's either this week's SmackDown or this week's Raw is in um, Baltimore. Okay. Um, so, uh, and then, of, of course, after this, we get uh, the main event, which is Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns versus Big E. I'm not going to go on a second rant uh, <laughs> regarding this because my throat already hurts. <laughs> And we have we have several more segments in tonight's show, so I have to give myself a break. Uh, and and with that in mind, um, that ends the Monday Night Raw review, and we will now shift over to uh, night one of AEW's Grand Slam Dynamite. Grand Slam. Let's take a look at night one. Now you said you watched this before we uh, we went on the air tonight. Yes, I did. All right, so let's take a look at this part. And you know, I, I have to say, for our two-hour show, they only every week it's the same thing. They always have five matches or six matches. WWE puts on like seven or eight, and it's three hours of. But at least AEW tries, even though they they know they're not always successful every week. Well, no, and, and, and look, you know, we're not one of those podcasts that are blatantly, you know, one side of the other. You know, if 
if there's something that we enjoy on WWE, we say it. If there's something that we enjoy on AEW, uh, we say it. But one of one of the strengths that AEW has over WWE is a consistent, sensical booking on a week-to-week basis, which is, which is something that I greatly appreciate. Now let's take a look at this uh, our opening match, which we talked about briefly at the top of the show. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. 30-minute time limit. They went to a draw. Yes, and which I thought was tremendous. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know, um, at first when it was announced that Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson was taking place on free TV, I kind of arched an eyebrow. I, I, I found that very interesting because... Did you, did, you, did you arch the piercing eyebrow? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I was like, hmm. Yes, I did. Um, because I'm sure you agree with me, uh, Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson could main event any pay-per-view in the world, and it, it would be amazing. Um, so at, at first I was like, hmm, this is interesting. But then as he, I, I, I understood why they did that. Number, number one, it was because this is, the, or this was, AEW's first show in New York City. So Actually, you know, I, I didn't even realize that this was Grand Slam because I thought Grand Slam was next week. So I didn't realize this was night one and night two. Yeah, well, I, I didn't, I didn't either until, until they they had mentioned that uh, that Grand Slam was continuing with a two hour rampage uh, this coming Friday. Okay. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that was news to me as well. Um, it, but, but so number one, they're in New York. So they're gonna ha- they're gonna have a a, a great uh, card to get set up in New York. Um, but n- number number two, I was very surprised that this was the opening match and not the main event of the show. Um, I w- if if I were AEW, I would have had this go on last. That's not a criticism. It's it's just what what I would have done differently. Um, uh, and um, and then the 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 other thing I want to bring up is you mentioned that it ended in a draw. Yep. Which I thought was great because how often do we get draws in in professional wrestling? Not, not very, not very much anymore. Not like, uh, not like uh, back in the old days. Exactly. And what this, what this does is this solves my problem, my original problem of putting this on free TV because, as I just mentioned, I, I found it a little bit curious and I was confused. But then they answered my question because. Having it end up in a draw 
gives us a perfect excuse to do it again at full gear in November. And keep in mind, by doing it in November, it's not over, it's not overly saturated. We're not we're not gonna we're not gonna see Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson for weeks on end. Although if you're gonna have a match go for weeks on end, that that would be the match that I would pick. But let's see. I have faith in AEW that they're not gonna go the WWE route and and do this match again and again and again, only to make the the ultimate pay-per-view showdown feel unimportant. So, you know, th- this is tremendous because, you know, you, you have a TV uh, event in Dynamite Grand Slam that feels important, feels like a mini pay-per-view, and then you can build stuff around it for two months or over a month, I should say, until we get to uh, full gear in November. And by that time, everybody's going to want to see uh, uh, Brian versus Omega in in uh, a uh, rematch to see who's going to be the definitive victor in the, in the uh, series. So th- this is tremendous. I really enjoyed that. Um, okay, and then, then we had M, uh, MJF defeating Brian Junior by submission. So my only problem there is that they didn't put MJF on the mic after that. Why? Because why well, he like his promo so much? He's terrible on the mic. Oh, no, he's not. Go fuck yourself. Listen to the <laughs> crap that he says. The way he gets heat, that's cheap heat, the way he's, the stuff he says. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. Um, oh, oh, okay. Go on. Well, well now, now, now you understand how I, how I feel when, when, you, when you say you like the things you like. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah. So then, then CM Punk uh, cuts a promo ahead of his um, first televised match against Powerhouse Hobbs uh, in seven years, uh, coming up on Rampage on Friday, which I thought that was a great promo. Um. But then Malachi Black versus Cody Rose was was uh, was very disappointing to me. I did not like that match. I didn't like the fact that they had Brandy Rhodes get in the ring with Malachi Black. Uh, I didn't really like anything about this, to tell you the truth. Um, but then. Uh, Sting versus uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR. Um, I'll tell you what, for a 62 year old guy, Sting really is busting his ass. And the fact that 
the fact that he can still go at this level at his age is tremendous. And in the main event, it was Britt Baker defeating Ruby Soho by submission. This was a really, really good match. That was just shy of amazing. And and as I uh, as I said before, I still would have put Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega as the main event. I always believe in putting your best match on uh, as the main event. You know how I always say I I hate it when championship matches aren't the, aren't the main event. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is the case here, um, where where. It, where I'm going to make an exception to the rule, um, because because I really think that that the championship match between uh, Brent Baker and Ruby Soho should have led off the show, and you go with your hottest ticket item as the main event in Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. So they they actually I'll give them credit. They actually followed the rule that I love to see followed in putting the championship match as the main event. I give them credit for that. But this is a rare occasion where where they had a match that was higher up on my interest level that I think should have been should have been the main main event in this one case. Um, but over overall. Um, the Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson match uh, made this show a fantastic show, and um, and I th- I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I got and I gotta tell you, um, you know, uh, if if this is the kind of quality that um, that AEW is gonna put on on a very consistent basis. Um, because let's face it, they have had a string of fantastic shows over the last month. WWE might be in some shit. And and there's one more very important thing I want to bring up that I don't want to get lost because we're going over cards and wrestling shows. Uh, something happened uh, this week uh, with AEW that was more impressive to me than anything that they put on TV. And that is the fact that they have partnered with the Owen Hart Foundation to honor Owen Hart's legacy in professional fucking wrestling. And to me, that is main event shit. That is amazing. Because they have accomplished something that I thought I would never see. I am... As, as a professional wrestling fan and as a human being, I am so thrilled that Owen Hart is finally getting the recognition that he deserves. Because, let, let's be honest, it was never going to happen with WWE. And I, and I accept that um, from, from Martha Hart's perspective because in her mind, uh, WWE is responsible for his death, which I can't take that away from her because she's not wrong. Um, but, um, you know, I, I am just so incredibly happy 
that we can we we can talk about Owen Hart in professional wrestling again, and that people that are younger than us are going to get to appreciate and understand the impact that Owen Hart had on this industry. Um, you know, even though he never he never won a world title. Um, you know, the the impact of Owen Hart cannot be understated at all. I don't think it's possible. Um, so I so I just feel that it's very necessary to give AEW some massive credit um, for for putting for putting Owen Hart back on a major wrestling stage in the form of this memorial tournament. So it's going to be a tournament. Yeah. That's cool. So I thought that was tremendous. Wait, when are they doing that one? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they announced uh, details. Um, I think they just announced that, that it was going to happen. Um, let me, let me see if I can look that up and get, some more uh, information. So, and uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to pull up the card for Extreme Rules and this poster that they have. I can do a better job than this. Okay, this is really pissed me off. I, I pull up, I type in Owen Hart uh, for news. And um, and they're giving me Kardashian stuff. What the hell? All right, that that was a fluke. I hope that was uh, that was interesting. Let's let's see. Okay. Okay, right. So, um, so I do have more news on that. It, it, so this um, this partnership means that um, Owen Hart's um, merchandise can be uh, can be put out. He's gonna appear in, in video games, and they're gonna have a tournament uh, in his name. According to what what I'm looking at here, so that's tremendous. Very good. All right, so that's all we have for AEW. Yes, sir. All right, now let's get into this Extreme Rules pay per view. Indeed. All right, bottom to top. Here we go. We have Liv Morgan versus Carmella. I'm going with Liv Morgan. Yeah, for sure. Then we have for the Tag Team Championships, SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus the Street Profits. The Usos. Yeah, I'm going with the Usos. There's no way in the world that they're going to lose those titles as long as uh, as long as um, Roman Reigns has the title on him in my opinion 
Next, we have an Extreme Rules match for the WF, WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. I'm going with Finn Balor. Bullshit. He's kidding. Don't, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. He's not that stupid. He, he's just kidding. I'm going with Roman Reigns. It's, it, yeah, it's going to be Roman Reigns for sure. Then for the Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. I'm going to go with Alexa. I, I would like it to be Alexa Bliss myself, yeah. I, and, and on top of that, I think I think that would make the storyline between them much more interesting. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Alexa on that. And for the United States Championship, Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I'm going with Damian Priest. Yeah, I, I, I agree, because I don't see Damian Priest losing that title right now. And for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, I'm going with Becky Lynch. Yeah, even though I hate the way WWE booked Bianca Belair to lose the title, and I mean hated it with a passion, now that, now that the title is on Becky Lynch, and, and she has like a new gimmick as a heel which I also hate, but given all those facts, you know, I don't, I don't see her losing the title. Now, uh, before we close out the show, I have some trivia questions for you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and we there. these are Eddie Guerrero trivia. Question number one. Who did Eddie Guerrero beat to win the WWE title? JBL, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Triple H. Oh, please. This was one of my favorite moments ever in, in the history of professional wrestling. No mercy. It was Brock Lesnar. Who did Eddie Guerrero not win a tag team title with? Rey Mysterio, Tajiri, Saturn, Chavo Guerrero. Saturn. Correct. Eddie Guerrero never won the European title. True or false? False. Correct. Eddie Guerrero battled The Rock in 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002. I don't think he did it in 1999. I could be wrong, but I'm going to say he did not do it in 99. No, I said, what year did he? Oh, um, oh, sorry, I, I misunderstood. Um, so, um. So here are your choices again, 1999, 2000-2001-2002. I think 2002 because they had that uh, they had that um, program between each other. Then you got four out of four questions correct. Well done. Yeah, and that's the first time ever that I've swept your trivia um, game. All right, so when you see you bring this show to a close. Absolutely. Um, before we do, we have an announcement that I showed you this earlier. Um, 
So I sent you a screenshot off of my television on the spot from Spotify. Right. Now it says popular podcast with listeners of the Wrestling POV podcast. The number four podcast on that in that line is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. That was when you when you sent me that I was amazed. I I really was. So um we are uh we are rapidly creeping up on thirty-seven uh hundred viewer um listeners um overall which is um which is tremendous because this time last year we had eight hundred listeners overall. So the fact that we we've um we've we've jumped up that much in in a calendar year um is a gigantic credit uh, to you, our listeners, and um we greatly appreciate that. And uh I assure you we are just getting started. Um, we uh, we celebrate our 150th episode in just a couple of weeks, and um, we are so excited to bring that to you, and um, you know to reach so many more milestones along the way because the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast is just getting good. So stick with us, and we greatly appreciate you uh, hanging out with us on on your uh, on your weekends. And I will be back on Sunday night with the Extreme Rules post show on Aftermath. And so you can find me on there with the Wrestling POV Aftermath show. And of course, we have our t shirts. Which, where is he? Where's yours? You know what? I, uh, I'm, I'm, God damn it. I'm going to order that this week. Which one are you getting? Um, I'll pro- I'll probably get the Wolfpack one. Very good. I, I really like that one. You know, I have ways of finding out if you actually did buy one. Well, you, well, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that because I'm telling you, I will. All right. So e- even even if I forget, which you can kick my ass if I forget, but I promise you, I I, I will buy one. All right, so uh, yeah, you can find me on Wrestling POV Aftermath on Sunday night. We're going to be cover- running down the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, and then we will be back here on Tuesday with the PNC Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night, people, and I uh, look forward to um, Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance returning on Tuesday's show because – our next uh, big event is this weekend. So I will be uh, providing coverage of that for you right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast this coming Tuesday. We'll see you then. Colossal, we come the